police have identified more victims and plan on more than just the four murder charges filed today. Confirm earlier reports of cannibalism. The building was a scene of ghoulish slaughter. A large kettle on the stove which held boiled body parts. Identified more victims and killed even more. And plan on more than just the four murder charges filed today. Had sex with some of his victims before he killed them and that he was also a necrophiliac. You are now listening to Grinding True Crimes with your hosts, Maddie Mack, Todd Fox, and Gabby Gabby. Hey, 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 welcome to another episode of the Grinding True Crimes podcast with your host, Maddie Mack, along with our man lady for today, Todd Fox. Hey, and the other host, Gabby. And we are back here live, all three of us, to kick in another live episode. But before we get into that, uh, if you guys know where you can find us, follow us on Facebook and Instagram, type in the Grinding Through Crime, and follow us, leave us a comment, and uh, support our page. Also, if you just want to listen to us, you can listen to us on Podbean, Spotify, Anchor, iTunes, and Pandora. And for those outside of the country, if you want to listen to us, go to Radio Public, Breaker, Podchaser, and Pocketcast. As always, if you want to purchase uh, Purchase some merchandise courtesy of the Grinding to Crime. You can go to redbubble.com, type in Todd Fox 80, that's T O D F O X 80, and you can purchase some merchandise. And last but not least, leave us a five star liking on our page. We greatly appreciate that. It helps us, it supports us, and, and it helps us to, you know, put more, uh, put more shows out there for you guys. So, with that, first, with that all being said, Todd got a story for us. He said it's a one-parter, but he said it's definitely a good one. So I'm going to stop talking and let Todd take it to the floor. All right. Thank you very much, Matty Matt. Um, this one is about Harvey Glattman. Oh. This this goes back a little bit. And before I do, um, I will will say one thing. Listener discretion is, is advised in this one. There's going to be a, uh, some things that you're going to talk about that are a little more off the wall than usual. Okay. So we'll we'll get into that. <clears throat> um so Harvey Glattman uh was born on the tenth of December nineteen twenty seven in Bronx, New York. Oh man, you go way back. Yeah, I'm going way back. This one this one's gonna take place in around the forties and fifties. Mm. Um to parents Albert and Ophelia Glattman, they were uh Jewish immigrants that came over from Europe. Um his father was a hard worker and owned his own uh, tool shop in the Bronx. Uh, his mother was a very good uh, home homemaker and uh, mm-hmm. took care of uh, the uh, of little Harvey, um, who was an only child. So you have a family okay. three here. Um, and again, in this story, however, uh, we we, we uh, strongly advise some uh, listener discretion on this one. Uh, cause this is just a little bit more different, uh, you know, with an origin story or origin part of the story, mm-hmm. uh, his stuff starts really early, surprisingly early. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah this one's a little different. Um, like elementary. Yes. Like before that. What? Yeah. Um, there's signs of sinister and evil in this kid right away. Oh, so, dang, dude. Yeah. So let's let's talk about some of this stuff. I mean, because obviously we we talked about him being born, and um, you know, uh, 
he was born in 27. So we're talking about now the year of 1930, 1931. So just four years into things. Um, he's a little boy that does not take much interest in objects or toys. Um, okay. They try to get him involved in certain things or at least, you know, toys get him focused on something. He just has no focus. Um, but the weird thing is, guys, if something made him laugh, like say, for instance, you tripped and fell or you hit your knee or something like that, how little kids usually laugh at stuff. Mm-hmm. He laughed to the part to the point of pissing himself or just laughing to where he would lose almost consciousness. You know how you turn almost like blue? Mm-hmm. Like he'd, he'd be laughing so hard. They couldn't get him to stop laughing. Dang. Like psychotic, huh? Yeah, exactly. Like the Joker or something, right? He's um, already showing signs. Yeah. So then on the <laughs> other end of the spectrum, um, if something made him cry, mm-hmm. he would not stop crying. He would just be uncontrollably crying, turning red, having headaches because of, you know, how you cry too hard and, and stuff like that. And you, you know how every kid goes, <laughs> and they can't mm-hmm. talk, you know, they do that. Like, that's how he was. Like, he just, I don't know. He was like extreme extreme on everything yet if you give him a coloring book or a toy or something he just sat there in a daze did, didn't touch it didn't want to do anything with it something's wrong with him yeah so what do you what do you think his father the genius that his father is um to try to get him out of this mental state what do you what do you think he the father decided to do well I would say the clear obvious thing is would spank him, but I, being that this story is interesting, I don't think that's it. So I'm going to say he locked him up in a cake, in in a room or something. Gabby, I'm thinking he shook him or he like literally like banged his head on something to try to get it strained out. <laughs> well, you were close, Gabby. He he got to the point of wanting to do that, but actually Matt nailed it but then he retracted on it so (laughs) what (laughs) yeah he he decided corporal punishment's the way to do it and he he would spank the crap out of him but it just it wouldn't work wow yeah Yeah. something's wrong with his brain yep yep dang i had it right (laughs) (laughs) so at the time his his dad was trying to expand the company and he wanted to move the family to denver colorado so he spent a few, a couple months over there. He came back. It just wasn't working out yet. It's uh, still 1931 at this point. Um, here's the weird thing. Here's where it really got weird. There's, and like Gabby mentioned, the whole head thing, the shaking. You know, usually there's head trauma and stuff like that that starts these kids off the wrong way. But as far as we know, there was no head trauma. Um, unless it came from his butt and it was ass trauma from the spankings. <laughs> but um, his parents came to check on him because he was unusually quiet. And they walked in on him. And how do you think, what do you think young little four-year-old Harvey was doing? Masturbating. Gabby? I was going to say the same thing. Well, close. But this is more more weird than than I even I expected he had tied a string around his penis and he had tied the other end to a box and 
like I guess made a hole through the box or whatever, tied it real tight, and then put it in between a door to where the door closes on the box. And he did that one uh, hip hop song. I don't know who sings it. The one that says "Lean Back, Lean Back." Oh, he, he leaned back to where it was, it was tugging on his penis, and that was holding his body up like that. It was holding his entire body weight up. They walked in on him with him leaning back and his penis being, you know, the only thing holding him up with a box in the door wedged in the door. Up. Yeah. By the way, that was Fat Joe. But Fat Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Four. How on earth does a four-year-old think of something like that? I have no idea. And this Again, this is not like, okay, you have an uncle that's messing with him yeah. or, another, or another brother cousin he's it's just them three that's it this is all but him he, here's the thing todd as a, you know we, we men our stuff at four years old it didn't even develop yet but, but oh, yeah yeah you know it wasn't like he had, he had fully strength to hold Ugh. basically it's a weird piece of piece of skin at that time to us you know like we're like wow a, skin, what? a rubbery skin yeah we're like what's what's that thing <laughs> Jesus. At yeah. four? At four. Man, he better get some Hot Wheels. <laughs> I don't think they had them back then. You're right. It's 1927. He better get a box of crayons. Something. He don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> a remote. <laughs> so, so he, remote. Something. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> He's all looking up 1931 toys. I know, right? Uh, Gotta get him something. What was out back then? Yeah. <laughs> um, but here's the thing though, despite that very, very odd behavior, um, he was a somewhat of a normal kid just shy in elementary. An unassumable kid that you would walk right past and not think anything different of it. Okay. <clears throat> so um as he would grow up, his parents noticed no other kind other than his weird behavior here and there. They didn't notice mm-hmm. him tying his penis to anything else. Um, but by the age of 10, this would kind of change. Um, his mother at this time had a part-time job. His dad still had the, the company over there. And she he picked her up and came home one day while the 10-year-old Harvey had come home a little early from school. And they walked in on him. And what do you think he was doing? Okay, now he's masturbating. Gabby? I think, yeah, but not himself. I'm thinking he's doing it to something. Okay. Now, I was going to say, if you got this one right, that's kind of crazy because I think young Harvey was way ahead of himself. Now, remember, there's no porn hub at this time to where any kid can go online and find something and look like at something. Learn it. Yeah. I, again, I don't know where he got this from. But, oh wow! But this I, this kid yeah. has an obsession with rope, and he did something that celebrities have died from, and that certain people do that is highly risky. He hung himself. Bingo! Yeah. Uh, the parents walked in and saw their son with you know the coat rack in the closet the the bar mm-hmm. he had the rope around that tied to his neck passed out with it with the the rope being so tight to his neck he was actually cut 
on his neck. So he was bleeding a little bit. His pants were at his ankles and his hand had stuff on it. Sperm? Yes. Wait, how old is he? He's 10. Dang. He's 10 years old, bro. Like 40 year olds do that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's my nephew. So. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, go back, Todd. Oh, mm-hmm. So he's choking while he's doing that to himself. You're right. Media, BD, BDSM. Uh, 10 years old? 10 years old because guys, like in their 40s or late 30s, they'll do that to reach maximum climax. Exactly. So how does he know how to do that exactly. at 10 years old? That's what I'm saying. Like, I, that wasn't around at that time. Exactly. And so that's well, the epitome of going zero to 60. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're going to masturbate, you do it the traditional way or you do certain things. I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, a boy will touch himself in a certain way, you know, um, a girl, same way. Like, like you don't start off by doing incredibly crazy stuff that that's extreme. Yeah. I have never heard of that. I've heard of that, but not not to that extreme. Yeah. From a 10-year-old. From a 10-year-old, dude. So so with this behavior happening, his mom convinces the, the father, Ophelia. And, and remember the mother, mother Ophelia. She's going to come up okay. a lot in this story. Ophelia. Yeah. She, she convinces the father, hey, you know what? Maybe that Denver, Colorado thing is better. Uh, we should get a new... Um, lease on life and get him in a new you know maybe this bronx new york thing is too much for him so she's saying change the scenery change the scenery we need to get out of here um so um you know maybe (laughs) maybe she's thinking that because he's not in the bronx he won't masturbate you know like denver colorado (laughs) air is way too clean so he won't want to do that i'm sorry to laugh that's pretty funny (laughs) (laughs) i just i just say you know (laughs) I think her mindset was probably just like something here is causing him to be this crazy. Like if we take him away, he'll calm down. Yeah, new environment, new new him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gabby, he's like, <laughs> yeah, maybe little, there's something in the water. You know, we we'll go to dead <laughs> you know? Something in that New York air. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so he he they go out to Denver and he stays out in the Denver, Colorado area till his senior year in high school. Um, he had no bad behavior. His grades were good in school. Um, you know, it's, he wasn't doing any of the open, you know, like, like he wasn't getting caught masturbating at, at home, but he was still doing it. And, um, his, at this time, his ears grew kind of like wide. His nose was kind of big. He, he, um, he had acne and uh, from the hanging. Huh? Was that from the hanging? No, no, no. Oh, okay. I don't know. Maybe blood pressure, real blood oh circulation. I don't know. I'm just no, asking. That's just his facial features, but it's funny because oh, okay. his dad said, and you know, when 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 he had caught him masturbating when he was ten, he told he yelled at him and spanked him and said, "You know, you keep masturbating, and it's going to give you acne." Well, he kept masturbating, and he got that acne. Well, dang. Dad, his dad knew something. He was right. He was on some. That's yeah. for real. Yeah, he had a hack. No, that's not oh for real. Goodness. But I think the dad not was for real. But in his case, it was, 
I'm not easier, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and that was okay. Like, so so he got bullied a lot by his big nose, his you know, his big ears, mm. and acne. He was called weasel or mm-hmm. uh you know, rat or stuff like that. They were just yeah, they were just I'm sorry to say it. I mean they, yeah, as you laugh. But they <laughs> they weren't too you know, imaginative back then, so you know, they just gave him generic names. Pretty pretty, pretty generic. So what do you think his, his pastime was, you know, when his parents aren't home when they're at work? <laughs> Passing out. Gabby? <laughs> Obviously that. I'm thinking he must be abusing some animals now. Well, at this time, like, no, fortunately the animals weren't getting abused, but he was abusing his little weasel. Um, oh, Lord. He, he, um, he perfected the art of the rope over the pipe. So they had a pipe what? going through the through the basement of the house. Uh, you know, it's unprotected on on the ceiling of the or you know the floorboard or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he would throw the rope over, tie it around his neck, tug on the rope with one hand to the point of almost passing out. So he perfected the part of not passing out and being caught. So he would tug on the rope and then masturbate with his other hand. So. I don't understand all that. I honestly have never heard of that. What the heck is that? This is good. It's, it's, it's called auto erotica asphyxiation. Asphyxiation. Yeah. Yeah. And that actually causes it to be better. I've never done that, so I've I don't never, know. <laughs> yeah, I've. I've uh, I don't have too many pipes on my yeah, yeah. to me like I've done that before. Todd, have you? <laughs> it's like, hey, Matt, uh, you can borrow my rope. You can give it a try. You know? <laughs> I. It sounds like like a hallucinating, you know, pleasure. Yeah, it, it's definitely some sort of high. That's what I've read. Yeah, it's like an extreme. You know. Wow. Hey, I know. I don't know. Imagine. No, I'm just in shock. I've never heard of that. I've heard it, but I just never seen it to this. Like you know, because some people like to get choked, like choked out, or like, yeah. nothing like this. And I think if if there's anything to take away from this story, if we have any kind of kids listening to this one, if you're listening, and I don't know why you are, if you want to <laughs> stay away from acne, don't play with a rope that's wrapped around your neck and and then throw over a uh, then throw the rope over the pipe. And pull on it to, and then masturbate yourself because you will get acne and you'll need a lot of oxy pads, which are very uh, expensive swabs as well. So that's a PSA. Listen to Todd. Yeah. This is interesting. This is a very interesting story already. Yeah. He's, and, and this is just the, this is just the beginning as we get, as we're starting to ramp up here. Um, Harvey at this point is between 12 and 13 and um, 13? yeah, he's doing this on a daily on a, how did he daily. learn this? I have no idea because again, even if you wanted to get smug magazines, which they were called back then, or they were called something. They weren't like that though. Yeah. And, and it, they weren't that crazy. You know what I mean? Like yeah, if, they weren't extreme. If anything extreme back then was someone in their pant brawn panties, or they maybe showed a nipple. And everyone's like, oh, you know, like, (laughs) that's hardcore porn. Put that away. (laughs) But uh, it was it was never a sexual act in any of those uh, magazines, you know. So he had to have seen this 
or learned this or something. No kid. Are you sure his parents didn't do that stuff and he saw them? From all I know, they were supposedly just a normal Jewish couple. And so, I mean, I... There was nothing that was suggested that he was touched, raped, uh, molested, uh, that he walked in on anybody. It's just they the story goes as, as they walked in on him. Kids don't learn that stuff on their own. I'm it's, just saying. It's just weird. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Weird. Well, unless he has a demon. Well, in that case, Lucifer. <laughs> yeah, Somebody. That could be. The, that could be. Mm-hmm. Who knows? So, um. So between the ages of 12 and 13, not only was he hanging himself and getting off that way, he was starting to, at this time in the Colorado area and at that time in, in life around the, you know, the, the mid-30s now, people are still leaving their doors wide open. And mm-hmm. he's walking through houses starting to steal stuff. And, oh, wow. And starting to, um, what is it, take women's panties. and. Yep. And it sounds like the Golden State Killer a little bit when he first started. Mm-hmm. Taking little Dude, trophies. A child this perverse has to be possessed. I'm sorry. There's That's no what I'm saying. No child, no child. I mean, boys are curious. Boys do, you know, you know, peeping stuff like that. But this is extreme. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very extreme. And he would do this into his high school years. And one yeah. of the times, yeah, and so one of the times he went through one of these houses, uh, he went into a garage and found a twenty-two gauge pistol. Uh-oh. And he decided to keep that for himself. And um, as the years went on, he started to stalk schoolmates that were girls, following them home. Um, oh, man. Trying to get as close as he possibly could without being noticed. Mm. And he seemed to get not noticed a lot because he was that unassuming kid. He was a weird kid, big ears, big nose, acne, just very skinny, scrawny kid. So no one really posed him as a threat, you know what I mean, or or took him as a threat. So Mm -hmm. that helped his voyeurism too and the the fact that he could just get away with following a girl home and her just being like, oh, that's, that's Harvey, creepy Harvey, you know, like not worry about it. Yeah. So, um, what happens when they usually start in this situation? Oh, Lord. Rape. Things start to escalate, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, well, he wanted more control, and it was it was just not enough for him anymore just to follow and to do that kind of stuff. So one day he followed a woman home as she entered her home with groceries, bum-rushed her, uh, he tied her up with rope that he always had on him. He always had that freaking rope. I bet. And, yeah, exactly. Um, he gags her mouth, then t- and then lays her on the bed, ties her ankles and 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 uh, hands together, and places a gun towards her temple, up and down, like rubbing the gun barrel over her forehead. And he begins to. Here's where it gets bad, and here's where it gets listener discretion adv- advised. He starts running her fingers up and down her blouse. Uh, under her shirt or her, you know, her top, you know, touching her nipples. And then he goes into her pants and begins to play with her just with his fingers. Okay. He does not rape her. So it's nothing vaginal, but he's trying to get ultimate control. And then also when he's done 
exploring her body, he wants to then carry on a conversation and force her to have her tell him how cool he is and things of that nature. What the heck? Wow. Yeah. He wanted to be validated. Mm-hmm. He sure did. He wanted he didn't want just like a, oh I'm like I'm playing with a like a, a mannequin or something. Like he wanted some sort of comfort back that he was doing the right thing. Wow. So it's a good guy, huh? Good guy. So Very far. good guy. Very Jeez. good guy. So exemplary. Yeah, this this is a piece of garbage already. Um So he didn't hurt her. Well, I mean he, he hurt her like obviously mentally and then obviously he you know he raped her with her with his fingers and stuff like that and yeah but like i mean like hitting her or like oh, oh. shooting her nothing like that no no what he did was he basically gave her a fair warning like if you go to the police i know where you live i'll come back and kill you and so that woman did not speak up um because this was a different place in time i mean we're talking about now the late 30s it's still a very much a man's world um, the police would usually be like, you know, if uh, if a woman said, oh, I was raped or I was groped or touched by a man, they'd be like, well, what were you wearing, young lady? Maybe you brought it on yourself now, you know, <laughs> or maybe oh, yeah. you shouldn't, maybe you shouldn't dress like that. Stay in the kitchen. Don't go outside then. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the, it was always victim shaming. And that's a yep. sad thing, you know. Yep. But that's just the time and place of this story. Um, bad, sad fact. And women didn't really speak up about back then. No. And um, because of this, guys, young Harvey had assaulted his first nine women with not one of them reporting the act. Dang. It's a habit now. Yep. So we're talking about a 17-year-old attacking women in their 20s and 30s. And nobody knowing, including... A few of them were married, and they were too scared to tell their husbands out of shame. Yeah, because they probably get beaten and say that they are screwing around. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. So you figure by this time he's already assaulted nine women. He's got balls of steel at this point. Mm-hmm. So he began to just not care, and he got a little careless and started robbing women on the street because now he's like, "Well, I want some money." You know, it's not just good enough to, for me to fool around with a girl, for me to touch on them and everything. Like, I, I want some money. So he assaulted three women, robbed them in, in a park within like, we're talking like 20 minutes. What? And yeah. And then uh, and it was on the 4th of July. So there's a lot of people out at this time in downtown what? Denver. Yeah. So he's just not caring he whatsoever. really don't care. Yeah. And one of them recognized him. Uh, from from uh, school, I guess one of them was a young younger girl too. It wasn't a regular woman, mm-hmm. and um, the police began to look for Harvey, and they would find him downtown trying to break into a woman's apartment, which she was in the shower at the time. So the police actually prevented a possible rape or something. Wow. wow. By catching him, he had a rope in his pocket plus the twenty-two caliber gun as well. What bastard! Yep. So um, he was arrested by the Denver's finest, and uh, what do you think happened to him? Let me guess: Denver's finest police officer. 
say let them free. Half true. Like you guys say. <laughs> yeah, ha- yeah, that's about right because at this point they know of the assaults and everything. And his mom, which is the queen of uh, what is it called? Um, what's that when you keep harboring your kid or, or, or keep keep um, bailing them out all the time? Um, like you condoning it? Yeah, or just like um, she just kept stepping in and like preventing him from facing real jail time. Mm. So she posted back then two thousand dollars bail. And Man. yeah, so she got him out, and his trial wasn't due for a couple months or or till August. So mm. you know, I mean, it bought him time so he wouldn't have to be in jail. Mm. Um, young Harvey decided, hey, you know what? I need to, I need to, I need to grope on somebody. I need to do something. Oh wow! And he couldn't wait till at least going to to court. Eleven days later, on July fifteenth, Harvey would kidnap a young, attractive Darlene Noel from her apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, he tied her up and took her to the outskirts of Boulder, Colorado, in his car, which he had at the time. Now he's eighteen. There, he tied her up. He groped her. And did all the normal stuff he did to the other girls, but then he released her, and and uh, you know he threatened her and everything. But she recognized his wanted poster from that one time when she went to go actually tell the the uh, police, and they they knew who it was right away. And so two days later, on July seventeenth, again the police would come and arrest uh, Harvey. So. You would think Harvey would now do some serious jail time. He's already got. He's already going to be going to uh, was it court in August uh, for the uh, attempted assaults or the assaults, the robberies, and the attempted mm-hmm. rape. Now he's actually got a, 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 a rape, even though it wasn't vaginally. It's still a rape, um, and, and, a, and a decent touching. The kidnapping, kidnapping is a serious charge, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think happens? He poses bail again. Honey saves him again. You're both correct. Ophelia to the rescue. This time she ponies up five grand. What? Yeah, so that's seven thousand <laughs> within weeks. These are to me very stupid parents. Like your child is committing serious offenses, and instead of you letting him learn a freaking lesson and keeping them off the streets. You're gonna go and take him out so he could be free to continue doing it. Mm-hmm. Correct. And and here's the thing that'll make you even more mad. So when they actually get him into court in August, you know he hasn't committed another felony or anything else like that. They the court says you know September fifteenth we want him to go to a psychiatric home and get diagnosed. So Doctor Hillman. The doctor says, "Okay, uh, I'm. Di- I diagnosed him with paranoid schizophrenia, uh, social anxiety, and a high sexual, uh, unhealthy sexual behavior and appetite." What? So, so I think he got diagnosed with all that. Yeah, he got. We got diagnosed with all that. I think us three, we could have came up with that too. Yeah. But I already know what you know. Gabby would have been like, "Okay, chop off his wang." <laughs> me, me and you would have been like, "Okay, lock lock him up and throw away the key." <laughs> You know, <laughs> Gabby said, "No, you use the wang, you lose the wang." Yeah, exactly. You yeah. You, you abuse the wang, you lose the wang. 
Absolutely. Man. Yeah, she would have been like, yeah, you can leave here uh, and go free. And, you know, your, your mom can post bail, but we got to take that wang. We got to take the wang, though. You can't, you can't you stay here. sacrifice the wing and your hands. There you go. Dude, if that were me, I'd be like, just lock me up, man. Just lock me up. <laughs> just lock me. Hey, put me away. Exactly. <laughs> I'm keeping my wang, sir. For real. <laughs> but uh, despite all this, and despite the court and their findings, the doctor and everything, <sighs> on, this, on September 27th, he was released. What? He was not even charged. What? Exactly. He was released. Wow. That's no. Yep. And to show this you. Is how, America. <laughs> yeah, this is America, all right, right? And to show you how great a decision that was, it took just four days for him to strike again. Of wow. course. Yep. I'm surprised he didn't strike the same day. Yeah, he waited at least four days. He, um,. He took two women, tied them up uh, against some trees in the uh, the park, mm-hmm. and and molested them. And the the same thing, uh, tried to uh, you know got had his way with them, robbed them, and took off. And then uh, less than twenty four hours later, uh, he would get a third woman and do the same exact thing. And this time, a policeman happened to be walking through the park. And walked in on uh, walked in on Harvey doing his thing, and she screamed, and he got arrested. Wow! So third time, in the same time for charm, right? And uh, he would go in October to a psychiatric ward again, with no jail time. Wow. Yes. So we're talking about three more assaults, sexual. And, you know, tied up against your will, all this stuff. And he faced zero jail time again. That is crazy. Did he at least get locked up in a ward or no? Uh, Yeah, he was locked up for about a week. Oh, well, yeah. big deal. Yeah. That'll do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, he's on, so he's on parole again before another attempt at a woman getting assaulted. And he was busted in broad daylight again. To where this time, you know, uh, Ophelia tried to get him out and couldn't do it. Uh, Ophelia, Ophelia tried to get him off, and but he got one to five years in prison for mm. another assault. Um, so she was going to bail him out one more time. Yeah, she's going to bail him out again. Wow. So, but here's the thing, though. Uh, he would not serve his five years. Surprise, surprise. Really? Um, Ophelia would write a letter to the warden at the prison every week for a year. And Harvey was actually a good inmate, did not cause any problems. So all her letter writing and everything, she got him released now in 1946, a year what? into a sentence. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Because a year? Yeah, it's 1946 now at the time. So he's about 19 years old at this, this point. Wow, yeah. that is so dumb. Yeah, so it's just it's just continuing, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so after all this, um, the psychiatrist um, recommended that not to not for him to repeat his dastardly deeds. That he wanted him to be more outgoing, socialize, go to dances, 
and be with women. So the very thing that's getting you arrested, the psychiatrist is like, yeah, you need to spend more time with them. You know what it is? It's like you're touching them too much. Maybe ask them how they're doing before you touch them. Something like that. You know, like, oh, my God. We we talked like about some handed the women to him on a silver platter. Yeah, basically, it's like it's like I'm used to dealing with stupid doc, uh, stupid cops, not you know psychiatrists. It's like, wow. geez, yeah, this is getting bad. Um, so now Ophelia has a problem. She's like, okay, he's worse here in Denver than he was in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. So you so you know what? We're going back to the Bronx. I'm gonna wow. I'm, take him back. Let's take him back. His to the box. <laughs> that air is clear. Yeah, the air is too clear now. Um, Ophelia is like, we're taking the first train to the Bronx from Denver. We're gonna ride the Super Chief East, and we're gonna get over there. I'm gonna set him up with a job and apartment, and we're gonna make sure he establishes himself over there. Yeah, because he needs to be alone totally. Mm-hmm. Wow. So she stays with him for like three months. And she feels, okay, I think he's stable now. So she left, and as soon as she left, good old Harvey returns. He snapped back at it. He sure did. Only now he has a place to take them back to. He snapped back at it. Mm-hmm. So um, he goes to a park, and it's not the Central Park. It's a, it's a park in the Bronx. And he actually gets a couple, a man and a woman, and he ties them up. He then what? then you know begins to rob them. Then he takes the woman off the tree and takes her to a, like a little bushy area and starts to assault her. The guy gets free of his bindings and goes over there and starts to kick his butt. But Harvey pulls out a knife and actually slashes him in the chest. <gasps> and the guy freaks out, grabs his girl. Harvey really freaks out. And he runs till he just can't run anymore. Like he just is gone to the other side of the city. Like, yeah, he's just so freaked out. He's like, I'm, and the whole time he's he's talking to himself, like, I'm never going to attack a couple again. I don't want to mess with a guy again. Like, that really freaked Dang. me out. And it's too bad the guy didn't beat the snot out of him. You know. For real. But, uh, yeah, he, uh, he... tried. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so... At this time, um, you know, Harvey would w- would again start to assault more women, including two more in one night. And then uh, it would be a couple more before mm-hmm. the police had a sting set up and they oh, caught him. And so they arrested him in Albany, New York, mm-hmm. and they were able Did to run. Did Dearest come to the rescue? Well, she, she's going to find out about it because... They run his fingerprints and they find out about his crap in Colorado. And uh, oh, and, and so they contact Ophelia and Ophelia rushes out there to try to post bail. But there is no the judge says there's no bail on this guy. You know, what a stupid woman. Like, why? why? Automatically she After rushed all of that, why? Yeah, she continues. She to yeah, she, that's her only kid, you know, so she's. She's like, I can I fix him. Care. If my kid was that perverse, I'd be like, Sh- lock him up. I don't want no business in that. I'm not taking him out so other people run a risk. Yep, yep. So Ophelia tries. She goes to all. She's like, she moves to the Bronx to try to help him, help him out while he's mm-hmm. in jail. And there's just 
the judge isn't budging the warden. It's 1951. He gets sentenced to 10 years. Um, but it's mid-1951, and uh, it's not clear whether Ophelia was the reason why he was released, but he was released only four years into a 10-year sentence. Wow. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. And don't tell me. As soon as he gets released, he goes right back in the streets. Of course he does. Well, before that happens, the court decides, well, you know, since your mother's done such a great job of raising you to this point, uh, we'll let you out, but under conditions. So his conditions was he was court ordered to stay with his parents, go mm-hmm. to a psychiatrist once a week, mm-hmm. have a steady job and mm-hmm. report to the police once a month. And uh, how, how many of those did he actually do? Well, he actually would stay with the program. What? So that, that's a surprising thing. The only thing that's different that happened is he got released in 1951. A year later, his dad died of uh, diabetes. Mm. So it never really mentioned the, the fact that he was close with his dad, but the, it says that when he his dad died, his, his mom's relationship and his kind of worsened. It wasn't good anymore. Mm. And uh, he stayed with the two-year checkups till 1956 with a psychiatrist, with the police, with everything, and staying with his family, keeping the job. Uh, and he, he stayed with it. And then the, the judge said, okay, you did two years. You know, you're, you're free. You don't have any more probation. So he was already done with all that stuff. So he was cleared. He was cleared. Ain't that something? Mm-hmm. So, He's so going to go have some fun for himself now again. <laughs> you know what, Gabby? You're right. What? So fast forward a year from there. He's now 29 years old. He's got like a rap sheet longer than, you know, like a Christmas list. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 1957 and he decides that he does not want to be with his mom anymore. He doesn't have to be. So he uh, he's like, you know what? I've seen a lot of cool movies, a lot of movie stars. Where do you think a person in 1957 is going to go? Hollywood. Hollywood. Bingo. He goes to Hollywood and he picks a really good job to start out because TVs at this time were just now getting popular. I Love mm-hmm. Lucy was the hottest thing on te- television. So he became a TV repairman. Oh, wow. So he got himself a job. He got a one bedroom apartment, a nice little car and a really expensive camera with a tripod. And he bought a twenty two caliber pistol. Can't forget that pistol. I can't. So, so here's here's where it gets pretty evil. Evil? Um, evil. It gets more evil here. Ooh. Um, he came up with an alter ego by the name of Johnny Glenn. And he wanted to make himself not just a, a, a TV repairman, but he wanted to be a photographer. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to take pictures of models as they're trying to get their... Hollywood start in, in Los Angeles. He didn't want to take pictures of that. He wanted to take pictures of their parts. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he started to call agencies to see if they had any models that wanted to take glamour shots. So in the and so in the summer of 1957, he got a phone number of a Judy Ann Dahl, who was 19 years old, very pretty, oh, pretty model. Wow. 
and I'll post some pictures. Okay, and here's the thing. I'll, I'll get into this as we go along, but um, you're going to see some candid pictures that this dude took. And and let me just tell you, man, this, this girl looked like a little bit Marilyn Monroe. So she was, okay. she was pretty. Um, Glattman got in contact with her, and the two agreed that he was taking, quote, unquote, crime scene-like photos for a true crime magazine. Oh, I kind of have an idea where this is going. Mm-hmm. So, with a date in mind, on October 1st, 1957, he picked up Judy from her apartment and took her to his apartment to do the photo shoot. He warned her that some of these pictures would be a little bit more different than what she was accustomed to because, keep in mind, this is for a crime scene magazine photo shoot, Mm -hmm. so it's showing what happens to women in vulnerable situations. He he tied her up. He's setting her up. Yeah, he he sure is. He tied her up, and once he got her into a position of her hands and feet being tied behind her back and kind of like the the white, um, I guess, some some sort of like white rope or, or, or gag around her mouth and mm-hmm. tied in the back of her head. He then pulled out a very real twenty two caliber weapon and said that she's going to do exactly what he says and only what he says if she wants to live. So he said, quote, unquote, Submit or die. Wow. Yeah. And um, he did not just use his fingers this time. He would go all out raping her um, with his his rope penis. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he would. Just, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. I threw that in there. I shouldn't have thrown it in there. But um, but yeah, he he uh, he raped her like multiple times, and then oh um, man. Then he forced her to watch TV with him on the sofa while tied up for four hours. Dang, agony. Yep, yep. He was um, trying to live. Yeah, I mean, yeah. She had to do what she had to do to live. And these stories amaze me because, again, I didn't pick this story to find like a link to you guys, but it always, <laughs> always, some of these stories always come back to where you guys live or you have a family member like it seems Uh-oh. like we've done like 50 in Ukiah. Ukiah. Yeah, but this one's not Ukiah, but it's oh. out toward it's out towards your way because he convinces her that he's going to take her put her in the back seat of his car, drop her off somewhere where it's not well lit at all and you know, he's in the West Hollywood area at this point. So She's got to endure at this point. Man, remember there's not I think freeways are just starting at this time or maybe there's not mm-hmm. even a freeway. But he drives from West Los Angeles, which is a pretty good drive, to San Bernardino, where you guys are. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good drive. Well over an hour. Yeah, and you know San Bernardino back in the 50s was not developed like it is now. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of remote areas. It's pretty dark at night. Only the stars and moon light up the, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, what do you think he does with her when he gets her out there? I think he rapes her one more time. And then shoots her, and leave her, and kills her. Gabby, Uy. I do agree with the raping again. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why I picture that he's letting her go, but as she's running, he's gonna kill her. <laughs> she got the, well. Gabby got that part right. She got the part right where 
she doesn't really like what what he does is he lets her out of the car she's standing up she's still tied up he starts to loosen the bounds and says look i'm gonna let you go do not run off do not this until i take off this will give me plenty of time to get out of here so he's giving her false hope Mm -hmm. um as soon as he unties her all the way her back is turned towards him he then pulls out his favorite rope from his back pocket he ties it around let's see if i can describe this just right he and because this is kind of gruesome he ties it around her neck and then he pushes her to the ground where she's lying on her stomach he then takes her uh the rope ties it around her ankles so she's like hot hogtied like you would hogtie an animal right her neck is being pulled yeah and the rope is still like where he tied it it still has lag to where he can tug on it oh. so picture this and i i hate again if you've got a weak stomach he begins to tug tug and tug to where her head's coming more and more back and her ankles and legs are coming more and more back to where she's bending backwards to where her He's back holding. her back literally snaps it breaks Oh my god. And the pain of of her breaking her back and the cracking that he said happened, she automatically passed out but was still alive. And he then took a uh the rope off of her ankles and then tied it extra around her neck and then strangled her. Mm. Oh, what a bastard. And all the while, before he did that, he took pictures of her and he would manipulate the body and took more pictures. Dang, man. Yeah. What a painful way to go. Yeah, she went and he left her body there. Um, Gosh. And this was like, you know, in a hot time of the year, you wouldn't think, but it was, it was a hot time of the year. And then... um. So on on March on the 9th of March 1958 7 year, uh, 7 months later the second murder would take place. He met a 24-year-old Shirley Ann Big uh, Bitchford. Uh she was divorced with two kids. Mm-hmm. Um Harvey met her on the um what's it called the uh, Lonely Hearts Club in the Los Angeles Times a little you know, thing that they would, you would advertise, mm-hmm. hey, I'm single, I got kids, mm-hmm. blah, blah. It was sort of the Tinder for newspapers. Yeah. Yeah. So um, they, she, uh, or he described her as someone that he liked and she hit it off with him. She, you know, even though he wasn't a great looking guy, she felt that he had potential and she was, she, and she was a pretty woman. You know, there's, I'm going to post pictures of her too. She's, she's very pretty. Um, where she was and um, he wined and dined her one day uh, took her took her away from her kids went to Oceanside California they had a oh, wow. dinner romantic walk on the beach um, he then said hey let's go to Lookout Point or whatever the hell it was just above the, the ocean and she's figuring okay we're gonna we're gonna have some sex consensual sex you know like he's mm-hmm. you know he's getting really romantic mm-hmm Instead, the bastard pulls the gun. Mm. Yeah. 
And instead of having an, uh, you know, a, a what's it called? A, uh, a romantic time. He mm-hmm. fought, he fought his feelings of like, he felt bad for the kids, like knowing he was going to do something. And he really liked mm-hmm. the woman, but his sexual desire was so high. He's like, I don't care. I'm going to do it. And yeah, but if this woman was willing to do things with him, why did he go that route? Exactly. Exactly. She, she gets tied up. He takes pictures of her tied up before and after he's raping her. Wow. Yeah. And um, it, it's, it sucked. I mean, like Gabby said, like she was willing to do stuff with him. So he finishes around four in the morning. It's like four in the morning, right? So mm-hmm. he leaves her on the blanket outside the car while he sleeps in the car till the sun rises. Then he feels that the photographer that he is, the scumbag that he is, the sun's at the right angle to where I could take some more pictures of my quote-unquote girlfriend slash victim. So with the sun shining a certain way, he's taking pictures like a photographer would, like they set something up. And in one of the pictures that I'll post, you can see like she's freaked out. She's still alive at this point. And um, he... He d- takes as many pictures as he want before he then turns the rope against her, strangles her, then takes more pictures of her dead before he leaves. That is so sad. She was probably all she was thinking about was her kids. Yep. She was tortured there all night. Freaking bastard. Yep. Well, this is victim number two. Well, victim number Yeah. The murder, death. murder goat. So here's so in 1958, San Diego County, uh, they would find uh, his third victim was Ruth Mercado. She was 24 years old, also from the Lonely Hearts Club. She had no kids. Mm-hmm. Um, he would tie her up, rape her, and eventually strangle her, leaving her, her in a remote area of San Diego County for animals to scavenge her, her oh. body. They they would not uh, find too much of her later on uh, they ate her yeah they ate her yep yep uh, uh hunters would find her remains later on uh or actually no the police would find her remains later on thanks to harvey harvey would would, would tell him point her out yeah um so by this time harvey is feeling really good about himself he's getting away with murder rape assault there's just no punishment coming to this guy hmm and so um, he's just like so happy with himself. He goes to a real big studio in in Hollywood and says, "Hey, I need one of your best looking girls." And he gets a hold of her, and he starts talking to her on October twenty seventh, nineteen fifty eight. And she's like, "You know what? I'm getting a bad vibe from this guy. Mm-hmm. I I know of I know of a, a woman that will that she needs the money and she'll do it." So again, she's thinking of herself. <laughs> But she should have just been like, nah, you know what? I'm not going to send any woman to him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, but what she does is she tells this woman, Lorraine uh, Vigil, that, hey, you know what? Um, be careful about this guy. Um, the way he looks, he's a little bit creepy. I'm not going to do it myself. I know you need the money. Just be careful. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't really think he's even a real photographer. So if he tries anything here, here's like a little pocket knife. You know, oh my gosh, how stupid. Yeah. So she's again, I wouldn't. I'm scared of him. I'm not going to go, but you go, please. Exactly. 
<laughs> See, Gabby? Set her friend up. She did. She did. Um, so Harvey got her address, and he picked her up. And he said that, uh, you know, he was going to head towards a studio in Los Angeles. And then uh, she's like, well, um, I don't want to go as far as Los Angeles. And then he's like, well, you know what? Actually, things changed. I have another studio in Anaheim where, you know, um, we could uh, I could take you there. I'm going to meet another model. So it'll be us three. It won't be us two. You know, you don't have to mm-hmm. feel you don't have to feel weird. But she's smart because she's noticing streets and, and roads and he's not heading to Anaheim at some point after she agreed they're mm-hmm. heading towards Tustin, which is East of Anaheim. Mm-hmm. And so it's more towards the Hills. And uh, he began to pull into the Hills and she's getting freaked out. He then uh, pulls over in a secluded area, pulls a gun on her. Um, he tries to tie her up, but uh, this chick isn't playing, you know, with, with the, at least the heads up, she's kind of ready for this. And Lorraine starts to fight with him and she knocks the gun out of his hand. They start, he starts punching her in the face. Um, she's still kind of tied up as she's trying to loosen herself up. He grabs a gun and fires twice, but the gunshot missed her head and just grazed her thigh. So at this, she bum rushed him again as he was trying to load the, the gun and Dang, this girl got guts. Yeah. And this is with her hand, this is with her hands tied up too. So like she's she's fighting him like basically just with her fist, you know? Dang. And um she's able to actually grab the gun with her like pinky and a you know couple fingers and she begins to run screaming down the hill. And again, Tustin is just like San Bernardino at this time. It's not very developed, it's mostly orange groves, trees, mm-hmm. things like that. But somehow, some way, to the grace of God, there was a patrol car just happened to be going down the street. Thank and goodness. She throws herself on the hood of the car. The cops come out. She drops the gun on the floor and says, it's his. He's assaulting me. He's coming down the hill thinking that she's by her, herself, and he walks into two cops with guns pointed right at him. Good. Yeah. So um, they secured Lorraine. She, she fought off the attacker. Uh, the police take him downtown. And at this point, his MO, as far as picking up two, you know, or picking up uh, models, is coinciding with two missing person cases of these two models that they still haven't found. Mm-hmm. So they're interrogating this dude for over 10 hours. Dang. Yeah, they're trying to, they're trying to find out, like, dude, you did something. We know it's you. It's got to be you. And they're realizing that he has... Uh, you know, after the 10 hours are finding out he's got a long rap sheet in the Bronx, mm-hmm. in Colorado. So it's all coming together. And, uh, well, he sits down and he confesses to everything. Dang. Yeah. Really? But before he does, he talks to Ophelia who rushes to his aid again to try to save him. <laughs> are you freaking mad? He's already grown. He go away. <laughs> <laughs> Ophelia. Wow. Yeah, Ophelia is telling. Yeah, she's telling him, "Don't say anything. You know, just this happened. It got out of control. You were trying to do like she's giving him an alibi. Like she's trying to say this is wow. consensual. Yeah. Well, she, even the defense lawyer at this time is saying, "Dude, just take the plea, plea deal. Tell them everything, and hopefully they don't sentence you to death." 
Mm-hmm. And Ophelia's like, no, 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 no. We can fight this. I got money. You know, we're going to take care of you. You can get out of this. And to his credit, he's like, you know what? I, I, I don't deserve to live. Um, I'm just going to, if they want to kill me, they can kill me. But I'm going to take the, I think the, because they were telling him, like, look, the families need to know where these bodies are. And, you know, there's three missing. And uh, so what he did was he confessed to everything. And he took the... Uh, police on a hunt for the bodies now the first one that looked like uh, Marilyn Monroe Mm -hmm. they would not find anything but her clothes her body was scavenged that good it was nothing Uh, she was completely eaten she was completely eaten they didn't find a bone anywhere close to where he dumped her body they found her clothes but that's it must have been mountain lion something got her dude um Surely the second victim, they only would find bits and pieces of her clothes and a few scattered bones and her skull. Mm. Um, the third body, uh, Mercado, she was found mummified. The animals didn't get to her body, but the sun had did some damage to her body, but they did find mm. her. So mm. it was intact. So with those three bodies found, all his other prior crap the attempted murder for the fourth woman. Um, he went before the judge in 19, uh, December 16th of 1958. What do you think his, uh, sentence was? Death. Okay. Gabby. What he said. What he said. (laughs) Yeah. He got, he got sentenced to death. Um, and this was in California when California was cool. When they, when they decided, when, that, was cool. <laughs> when they decided, hey, you know what? You did the crime. You're gonna do the time. Or you, uh, you killed. You're gonna get killed. You know what I mean? Like they eye for an eye type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people are against the death penalty. You know, a lot of people do like the death penalty. So it's one of those things that I'm pretty sure some of our listeners are torn with this. Because I've heard on other uh, crime shows and and you watch TV shows, a lot of people aren't for you know, they rather see someone rot in jail other than just get a quick way out. Um, but this was at a different time. So mm. this wasn't your, Hey, lethal injection. You're dead in a minute. Um, he got the gas chamber. Yes. Dang. Yeah. So he, the gas chamber is basically a room. Cause he went to San Quentin jail. He would only be there for a year. And on on, uh, September 18th of 1959, Harvey was led to a room, which is, you know, it's just basically like a, looks like a garage. Yeah, well, it looks like a garage, no windows, no doors, except the one going in. And uh, it's got vents, you know, on the sides. And um, basically, they they pour cyanide in there, you know, uh, and it, it... they tell you actually to breathe in because you're going to wow. die anyway, right? They, they tell you the quicker you breathe it in, the faster you will go. And they, even then that takes a few minutes. But oftentimes, you know, people are freaking out. The natural human instinct is to stay alive. So you're probably running around there, banging yourself into the wall, butt naked, um, you know, trying not to breathe and holding mm-hmm. your breath. And you're just making things worse. Um, so, but it doesn't say if he did either one, if he breathed it in or if he ran around like with a chicken with his head cut off, but he died of, of, um, 
in the gas chamber of, of the lethal gas. Good. So real quick, though, the story is not over. It has one little twist on the Uh-oh. end real, real quick. Here's the twist. Yeah, here's the twist. Um, hikers in 1954 would come across a body in the remote woods of Boulder, Colorado. Okay. Um, DNA wasn't obviously uh, back then, so there was really no way of identifying the, the woman because the body was so badly decomposed. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a cold case for 55 years. What? Yeah. Um, but in 2009, the sheriff's office wanted to try to get to the bottom of who the heck that, that woman was. And um, they figured, let's send it off to one of these DNA places, a college called Terry, uh, what is it? Um, what is it? Typing Technologies. It's a mm-hmm. state college in Pennsylvania. It's a lab. Um, they sent the remains over there to try to get a DNA profile. And, you know, doing some familial DNA, they were, they actually found her long lost sister that lived in the Phoenix, uh, what is it, the Phoenix area. And um, she was, they found out that the Boulder County Jane Doe was 18 years at the time. And her name was Dorothy Gay Howard. Um, so thus this, this was, um, when they ran the DNA, they checked out the, the time of the murder, who was in the area at the time, how the body was found, which they realized the, you know, the, she was murdered by strangulation Mm. the same way that Harvey did his three murders. Oh, they pinned it on him for the fourth murder. Even though he was dead, they couldn't. He's already dead, right? Yeah, they can't officially put it to him as far as they can't charge him being dead. But they can say that that was a more than likely possible fourth murder that he had. And possibly was the first one he had before he killed the ones in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. So that was. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a 70 year old cold case that was uh, solved because of that. That's crazy. This dude could have not killed more people had they just put him in jail. Blame his stupid mother. And not bail him out. Yep. And and the thing is, his these pictures are because he's called the glamour girl killer. Um he's got there's photos of these women that I'll post that you can see them in their pre pictures and then the ones where he's tied them tied them up and they actually look like crime scene photos or that he what he intended but knowing the backstory that these women are freaked out in these pictures and that's real terror on their face it's kind of scary so it's the actual photos it's the actual photos oh dang dude so i'll post that on our facebook page if you guys want to check that out that's wild man Mm -hmm. so this guy was a scumbag and you'll see i'll post a picture of him too and he he looks like (laughs) looks like an unassuming like just like like just he does look like a rat or a weasel like 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 one of those skinny little dudes like you just don't want to you know like like he'll never mess with a guy because any guy could kick his butt Uh but he's just strong enough to terrorize a woman wow a little wimp Pretty much. 
hey, my hat's off to that girl. <laughs> she saved she saved countless of other women because clearly he wasn't gonna stop. Yeah, I'll post her picture too because um uh her Still picture. Alive? Uh no no she she uh she's passed away since then but uh the, I'll post a picture of um because the, the police took pictures of her face when he punched her in the face mm-hmm. so you can see like what she endured you know um you know in the struggle with him you know and very lucky not to get murdered he that would have been the first one that he actually killed with a gun mm. so he just that he was a bad shot saved her life <laughs> well he was a weasel. He was. He sure was. <laughs> Died like call it? She, she, she definitely should go down in history for being a hero because, like I said, she, she saved countless of other women. Yeah. Yeah, because you know from the story he wasn't going to stop. Oh yeah, no. Yeah. So. It would have uh, gotten worse too. Yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah. What was so his we, name again? Harvey Glattman. Harvey Glattman. Mm-hmm. you bastard. G L A T M A N, and his mom died. Uh, what is it? Uh, alone, and very. Uh, I hope she regrets her crap too. Oh, you know she's gonna be living with a. Well, she was living with a guilty conscience. I hope. Yeah, me too. I hope she couldn't sleep at night because she was really the enabler that started all this crap. Like seriously. You know, where was her? Where was his dad? Oh no, he died already. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, he died. Yeah, he died. Never mind. But that this is definitely a story, guys. That I did not expect the the young start, such a young start for his deviancies. You know, weird. You could see it in his dead, dark, lifeless eyes. Oh, you seen a picture of him now? Yeah, just yeah. looked it up right now. Yeah. He has that dead stare of like no soul, no feelings, no nothing. I mean, you know what I mean? Like serial killers have that that look like in their eyes where it's just like this dead stare. Mm-hmm. Like you don't see a soul. Well, they don't have one. Are you seeing any of those victim pictures yet? Um, I'm seeing when they're tied up. Yeah. They look, look I pretty see bad. the one that got beat. Yeah, you'd have to put in for her picture. Yeah. It, but you know what? She's a trooper. Give her credit. Yep. So that's crazy. Freaking bastard, dude. Yeah, this guy was definitely one of the biggest, uh, you know. It's just to me. It's it's too bad that he wasn't able to to live another five, ten years in prison. Then give him the gas chamber. You know, he only had a year to live, and then they. I mean, I would have think. I think if you're gonna kill somebody like that way, like let them live with it for five or ten years, knowing that they're on the clock, and mm-hmm. then kill them. Uh, don't do it like how they do here in California. Just let them live out their lives. That you know they got rid of the death penalty, mm. but. You know, um, they did him pretty quick, you know, almost almost a year. Yeah. Wow. That's that's sad, man. That's sad. I am really mad at his mom. Yeah. His mom was 
there's no pictures of her too. I was trying to look her up and I couldn't find her. And there's also a picture. I, I'll I gotta send this one too. There's a picture of the the Jane Doe that was finally you know the yeah was identified. Yeah, that was identified. She was she was pretty too, and she got. I've seen the one where he like bent her and broke her. Yeah, yeah. That's like that's so sad. Ugh. That's a hell of a way to go, dude. I mean, look scared. Yep. I feel I feel bad for the one with the kids too, because the one with the kids like really trusted him and everything, you know. Freaking bastard, dude. Yeah, he's a piece of crap. Yeah, he was gross looking. Yep. But his mom did the did the uh, unthinkable. She was the mother of the year. Yeah, I can't believe that. Like it's bad enough as it is that you keep taking him out after all the crap he's doing. Mm-hmm. And then after like trying to invent stories of what he should say when you know he's guilty. That tells me something must have been pretty awkward between him and his mother. No, that tells me that all his mental crap, it, he got it from her. That's what I'm saying. No normal mother would act that way. That is true. Maybe she touched him. You never know. Maybe she maybe she never was, was going to admit it, you know. But damn. But that's the story of Harvey Glattman. Well, thank you, Todd, for breaking that one down. That was a tough one. But um, all you know, this has come to an end. So we got you guys. Uh, well, we hope you guys enjoyed this one. Um, before we sign off, want to let you guys know once again where you can find us. Uh, follow us on Facebook. Go to Tr- Grinding True Crimes, and uh, follow our page. Like our comments. Comment to us if you like it. If you like our show, let us know. If things that we can improve on, let us know. Or if you have a story that you want us to talk about from your country or state or wherever it may be, let us know. Um, So for those who continue, want to continue listening to us, go to Podbean, Spotify, Anchor, iTunes, and Pandora. And for those outside of the country, uh, Pocket Cast, Podchaser, Radio Public, and Breaker. Once again, go to redbubble.com, type in Top Fox 80 for merchandise, and give us a five-star rating. With all that being said, we're signing off. This has been your host, Maddie Matt, along with the narrator for today, Todd Fox, and the other host of the show, Gabby. And we are signing off. Toodles. Peace. Y'all come back now, you hear? <laughs> <laughs>